to Inner Bloom, a podcast about how to live a happier, healthier, more harmonious life as you learn how to work with the universe, reconnect with your intuition, and bloom from within. I'm Alexa, a writer, producer, and EFT practitioner with a passion for all things metaphysical. And with me is my friend and co-host, Ambie. I'm Ambie, a physical therapy assistant, mom of three, an intuitive medium who has been communicating with the spirit world since the age of five. Some might call it woo-woo, but from our perspective, anything is possible, and we intend to normalize the abnormal by sharing our own life experiences as well as intuitive insights, channeled material, wisdom from special guests, and any other resources we believe will help our souls expand and thrive. Hello, all you bloomers. Welcome back once again. Happy Friday. You made it through another week. Congratulations. You made it through a very intense, energetic week. So seriously, congratulations if you're still here. Um, (laughs) uh, I am riding solo today. Ambrosia actually was uh, experiencing some intense symptoms from this very intense, energetic week. So she, we thought it was best that she sleep some today. And um, we, it's Friday. It's the last Friday in May. So we are super, super excited that uh, Jody Newell is here with us for our very last segment in Let's Talk About Sex May, which we're going to get into in just a minute. But let's thank our awesome Patreons, Whitney Kanika, Tiffany Polito, Theus, and Tia De Silva, Tammy Lip, Sheena Bowen, Shannon McCoy, Sarah Meehan, Renee Hart, Nike, Mimi Abnetter, Melody Larson, Marabella Muncie, Mandy Ford, Lisa Perez, Kim Bartell, Kellyanne Bates, Kasha Boshnevich, Carrie Maymother, Jamie Witch, Jamie McMahon, Jamie Edwards, Heather Kiefer, Grace, Dana McFadden, Cheyenne Carroll, Charm City Foster Mama on Instagram, Kara Miranda, Bex Boo, Amelia Stevenson, Alex Latiri, Alex Anderson, and Adonica Haskell. Whoo! You guys, you guys give me a that wears me out. <laughs> I need to get better with my breathing. Um, but thank you so much for supporting the show and for helping us bring awesome people like Jody on here. So we love you. And without further ado, hi, Jody. What's up? Hey, Alexa. It's all up. It's all hot. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> it's off the hook. As it you know. is. That's right. <laughs> well, um, so happy and also sad to have you back I'm, because it's oh. the last, it's the last week. What are we going to do? Oh, I know. Oh my gosh. This has just been the best month um, this year. It's, I mean, just to come on and talk about sex with all of you inner bloomers, it's just, um, it's, it's, it's been the highlight of my week each, each week this month. So, and on top of that, all of the amazing bloomers who have reached out to me and done sessions or expressed that they are ready to do a session and, it's, it's just, you guys are awesome. Just awesome. Thank. I want to thank all of you guys for being vulnerable, open, honest. And I mean, shit, when you (laughs) heal yourself, literally you heal the world, Mm -hmm. you heal your world, which affects everybody. When you show up different your whole world changes. So the, the world changes. I've said that so many times to people. 
they look at me like, what do you mean I changed the world? You changed the world. There, there's no doubt about it. And, and this is a huge thing that all of us need to shift. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All of you bloomers out there that have taken a step forward in healing your sexuality, healing anything that's, that's blocking that energy within you. So thank you. Thank you for doing that. Yeah. Thank you. Cause that's so true. It really is. It's like you're interacting with people all the time, other people and other environments and places and people and things all the time. And it's like, the fact that you are being brave enough to step forward and explore something that's probably not very comfortable for you to explore and that's pretty scary is so, so inspiring and exciting that this is like the type of community we're cultivating here. Like it's so – I mean just hearing you say that, Jody, it makes me – I just feel so much gratitude right now. Like I just feel so much gratitude that that this is this is what we're all doing together and like this is what we can say – we're contributing right now. Like sometimes when I hear, you know, when I listen to Positive Head or something and I hear these really like energetic like way showers or people who are like ve- like like the ultra spiritual, right, who I love, but they almost speak in language that like I don't even understand and it's great. Um, but, you know, they're talking about how like, you know, enough of us have – they're talking about timelines and stuff and sometimes they'll be like, okay, well, we're actually ahead of schedule on this, you know, on the Ascension or something because – you know, so so many of the awakened are actually like taking on more, like they're actually moving faster, they're going through it, they're doing the work. And it's like sometimes I have to s- remind myself like, hey, that's you, that's me, like yes. that's us, like we're doing it, like that is so cool. We're literally, like you're saying, changing the world. Very cool. Yes. So literally – Every call that I've done, this podcast and anybody who listens adds to that energy, adds to that energy. I mean, multiple, it's, it's, it's amazing. Oh my gosh. Even thinking about listening to something on sexuality, maybe even thinking about reaching out to me shifts something Mm -hmm. in you shifts, the collective shifts, the energy. Mm -hmm. Uh, And how powerful is that? So powerful. Amazing. Yes. Okay. So what we're (laughs) going to talk about today, is it okay if I dive in? Oh, yeah. Dive in. Deep end. Okay. All right. Deep end. Here we go. (laughs) We're going to talk. So we ended the last podcast uh, talking about, well, what happens when you attract and have a partner who has an opposite blueprint from what you have? And so I said, that's an amazing, amazing question. And that's what we're going to focus on today. We're going to talk about blueprint compatibility. And okay, let me just start out by saying again, I just want to reiterate, nobody is broken. Nobody is beyond repair. Nobody is weird or strange or, or have anything. The only thing is lack of knowledge and the expansion of what truly is sex and sexuality. 
So we have a very narrow, uh, current society has a very, very narrow um, perception. They actually operate from one major blueprint and, and the, the secondary um, comes in. They Mainly we operate on a sexual blueprint. Everybody believes that sex is in the sexual blueprint. And when we get together, when we hook up, almost everybody operates in the sexual blueprint. Whether it's your blueprint or not, it's, it's hot, it's juicy, there's that connection, that fire. And then what happens, once you get comfortable, once the, you know, the newness you know, start, starts to wear off and there's not as much mystery, we fall back into what our blueprint is. And that's where the dissatisfaction comes in, the wanting something different, but not knowing what that is, not feeling satisfied or fulfilled, wondering why what was so easy before now feels kind of difficult. Then you have people who've right from the start notice, but everything else is great. But but there's that one area, well, you know, we'll figure it out. We'll, you know, um, er, you know, we, they don't want to throw everything else away just because the sex isn't, you know, oh, well, we'll figure it out. In fact, I remember <laughs> when I started on my sexuality journey, one of the very first things I did was work with a sexual surrogate. And I told everybody, like I told everybody in my family, my friends, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing. What's a sexual Literally, surrogate? Is it what you are? No. Oh, okay. Sorry. No. What is it? A sexual, no, that, that's okay. So a sexual surrogate is actually somebody that you, um, okay, so if you, so they act as a partner, like a real life hands-on oh, okay. partner yeah. that, and, and when, so I found my, or that I came upon this when I, again, I was just wanting to be open to explore. And if you check out my pod, check out my podcast, I actually talk about that. I, um, all of my episodes now are just talking about my journey of, of kind of how I got to where I am. And, and I talk about my sexual surrogacy and it's, so when I was reading it, it was in a Playgirl magazine. Um, and th it was just an article by this, this um, therapist who sets up, you know, surrogacy. And it often was more geared towards, you know, men who wanted a surrogate, usually because maybe they, it could be because they're a virgin or they're, mm. you know, whatever they, or they have some fears or phobias or um, something they want to overcome. But, you know, she pointed out it's for anybody, you know, and I'm like, I just knew, I mean, there was a knowing that this is what I wanted. I needed this. I wanted this. And so I, uh, um, I contacted her and interestingly enough, I was literally like three months away from moving overseas to Europe to like start a new life. And like, I was starting my new path. So I didn't have much time. And I actually asked her, I go, maybe I should check the, do they have this sort of thing in Europe and, and whatnot? And she goes, she goes, they do. But she said they tend to, the Europeans tend to really put a lot of focus on getting to the end goal, getting to sex. Mm. And they really, you know, they kind of 
they kind of are a little more pushing along that edge. And she goes here in the States, you know, or in her practice, the focus is on allowing you to choose how far you want to take things and where you want to go. And I did an intensive 14 days in, I had to go, I go to California where the, so I had a, a, a regular therapist and then I had a surrogate who actually happened to be a therapist too. And I had the offer to do a female or male surrogate. And my issues were with men. So to me, it felt irrelevant to try and use a female because I wouldn't be triggered and it just, it just didn't feel. Um, so I opted for the, the male surrogate and he, he, he was in Florida. So he, he flew to California and I got a hotel suite um, and we, I started off with the therapist and he would give us homework. You know, it's kind of funny. I, now I do coaching and, and I, yeah. uh, give my clients, you know, homework. So I, so we were given homework and the homework and, and the whole point of this was to re was to rewire my body to accept, um, and to accept good sexual touch. Whereas my, I was closed down around it because of the sexual abuse that I had had as a child. And I wanted to, I just knew and, and interesting, so I had a partner at the time, and I didn't ask him, to mainly because I wanted a professional that I didn't have to worry about their emotions. I didn't have to worry about what they what was going to happen. Um, I, I didn't, I could fully let myself go and be triggered as much as I wanted without having to take care of my partner. I felt like I wanted to be taken care of, that I wanted to be able to focus on me. So I just, I just told my, my partner, I'm like, okay, this is what I'm doing. And you know, I, this is what I'm doing. <laughs> and, uh, and so I did. And, and, and he, he was great. He's somebody at that partner at that time, he was somebody who didn't have an interest in therapy. And I, I do felt like this was my thing. This isn't, you know, his issue. This was mine for me to work on. And, and it just felt, it felt cleaner, easier for me to just go ahead and, and do the, the search. Um, anyway, so, so every day it was just a little more of, um, getting in contact with my body and then, focusing on touching we touched objects to start with I would close my eyes he would hand me an object and have me describe it to him and then I put it down and and again it was almost like a guessing game what is this describe it how does it feel soft or hard you know and and it would start out that way and eventually um it moved to you know we would touch each other's hands, you know, and, and, and it, there was just a slow progression, but it all was on my, I made the choice. I would go back to, I would meet with the therapist every day. He would get reports from my surrogate and it was, it, it was, he would say this, I want you to do next. All right. You know, what are you ready for? And, and on it went. And then I let them know when I felt like I was or wasn't ready you know, to 
have sex or to be open to that. And, and I, it, it was, it was the best experience. I would do it hands down again in a moment. It was amazing. Amazing. So that's what surrogacy is. I hope that did, did that come through? As- yeah, no, that was really interesting. I didn't know that that existed. And as soon as you started talking about it, a whole like movie idea popped in my head. I was like, this is just one of those pockets of life that you don't even know exists. Like it's like a job that you don't even know exists. And then you're like, oh my God, wow, this is great. Like this is so interesting. Cool. Like I wouldn't, yeah. I wanted like meet a, a surrogate. Like I would it'd be very interested in like what their experience is like. It's really interesting. Okay. Anyway. So that's what surrogacy is. Yes. God. Okay. And at that, that was like 15 years ago. And at that time, it was like 8,000 to do that. I, I don't know why I'm saying this, but something is saying, you know, that I guess I'm saying this to say it's okay to invest in yourself. Yeah. Um, so it was 8,000 for that. And then I had to pay for the hotel room for like two weeks. And it was a suite. So I think that was another... By the time my flight and hotel, I think that was another two thousand. So I kind of dropped like ten thousand for two weeks, and again, I would do it in a heartbeat. It was it was amazing, so worth it. And at that time, I had no job. I kind of was going on my savings, and I was just kind of, but I was operating from that. I was on this new path. I. There was nothing in me that had any doubt. It just went on pure faith that that if it was something I wanted to do, um, I think I even I think I paid for it like on two credit cards or something. But I mean that was, and then I went. You know I didn't again. I went over to your. I left for Europe two days after I got back from that trip, and um, and you know everything went on and worked out and. You know, here we are. Now but you're here, yeah, yes, exactly. Just like maybe so, you wouldn't be here if you didn't invest in yourself like that. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, you ready for some compatibility? Totally. Oh, so the reason I said that is I, <laughs> I told my family that I was going to go work with a surrogate because I wanted to overcome any issues that I had with being, you know, with a partner. And they all, t- this is what they all told me. When you get married, you'll figure it out. Just, just wait, you know, just wait, you know, it's, and I remember thinking, fuck that. Like, like, I don't give a shit what you all think because you're not living my life. I am, and I'm going to do what I want. And this is what I want. So I'm going to go do it. So I, I just, oh my God, I love that. I actually, can I, this is not on the topic of sexuality, but can I, it's so perfect. Can I share like a little download I got tonight while I was walking about it? about what other people think. So I was thinking about how like all of us have these things we want to do. Like what you said, like you're like you were so excited to do this and everyone else, you know, it's like – but we – a lot of us kind of stop in our tracks. Like you didn't, but like a lot of us do stop in our tracks because we're like, oh my God, what's everyone else going to think? What's everyone else going to say? How is everyone else going to feel about it? So we're also concerned with what everyone else thinks like around us. But then I got this idea. I was like, wait, but what if instead of – asking, well, what's everyone around me going to think? What if we think, what's the next generation and the next generation and the next generation going to think? Meaning like, for example, with this podcast, right, that I'm doing and Ambie's doing, 
Like I go through swings with it where like sometimes I'm so out and about with it and then sometimes I'm like, oh my God, people are going to know we're doing spiritual things. Like and I like want to hide, you know? And in those moments, I get mad at myself sometimes. I shouldn't, but I get mad and I'm like, God, why can't you just like not care? And then this idea popped in my head. It's like, well, instead of wondering what everyone around you is going to think, why don't you think about what's the next generation going to think of this? Like, and what's the, the next generation after that going to think of this when if, if you do it and you're out about it and they find it, what are they going to think? They're going to look at it and be like, that is so cool. Like I'm so these, like these girls were like some of the first to like be out about this and like be doing this. And oh my God, they helped so many people. Just like I was giving the example of like Rosa Parks, right? Like if she had told people, I'm not going to, I'm thinking about not going, you know, like saying I'm not going to the back of the bus. People have been like, don't do that, Rosa. Like, don't do that. (laughs) And she did it. She just did it. And now what happened? Like people around her probably thought that was really stupid. But mm-hmm. now we we celebrate her. We're like, oh, my God, what an amazing woman, right? And so I was just yes. kind of talking about how it's oftentimes the people around us that can't appreciate these, these dreams that we have or these passions that we have or these ideas that we have because they're stuck in the old way. And the idea really isn't even for them. It's for the next generation. That's why we have the idea. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it doesn't relate to sexuality, but it, I mean, it kind of does. Because if – Yeah. I got really excited about that idea. So, anyway. yes. Oh my gosh, I love that. I love that. Next generation, next generation, next generation. I mean, brilliant because it it. Yeah, I mean it. It helps you to just let go of of you know the perceptions that might hold you back. Yeah, but and also it. anything. Anything. Yeah, but and also like for you with sexuality, it's like. You know, like it's probably could be so easy to fall into like, oh, my God, other people are going to judge me uh, or whatever my family says or whatever. And it's like, but can you even imagine people watching this video like a next generation being like, oh, my God, Jody, like she was so brave. Like, wow. Like, I wish I could talk to her now. Like, seriously, it's so it's so inspiring when you think about that. You're like, yeah, like, let me focus on those people. Like, forget about these people around yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Brilliant. Cool. So compatibility. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love tangents. Yeah. Okay. So, so the couples that seem to have the biggest challenges with their sexual lives often have partners who have an opposite blueprint. But that doesn't mean that people with the same blueprint is better or best because sometimes people with the same blueprint have um, issues. Like if you have two energetics, they may, again, we all fall into the sexual blueprint when we first get together, two energetics, when they come together, will be, and you know, have that spark. But again, when they fall back into their primary blueprint, they may just prefer to feel each other's energy and prefer that over. Now, okay, if both of the people are okay with that, that's perfect. However, it tends to be one or both tend to 
um, want more of a connection, more of a physical connection. Um, yet with two energetics, sometimes neither is going to initiate. And then you kind of get this lack of connection as, mm. as well. Again, if they both agree and they both want it or on the same page, it's only when we feel like we're not on the same page that it's a problem. So let's talk about what the most compatible blueprints are. Um, so sensual and kinky, especially sensation-oriented kink. So sensation-oriented kink is, are those that like the physical sensations of the kinky blueprint. They like, you know, the spanking, the the scratching. They like um, they like pressure. They like. Um, uh, just they often like things that leave marks and 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 whatnot and so the sensual they may not like it as intense but they they like they the, you know the touch the the touch aspect that really connects so sensuals and kinks can connect energetic and sensual can be a good match because both of them tend to not need to get to sex or to sorry penetration, intercourse, um, the energetics and sensuals can kind of really play with each other and, and feel like they're not having to get mm. to anything, any, anything in spe specific sexual and sexual. So again, those are two that are great together because they like the direct, they know what they both want they can get to it and everybody's happy. They're, they're the ones who probably look at all the other blueprints and just think, what's the fuss? Mm -hmm. Like, so it's two sexuals together can be really great. Two shapeshifters together can be really great because the shapeshifter often doesn't get fed because they're, if they have a partner with only one um, a primary blueprint, they're shifting always, you know, the people pleaser. So if you've got two that are constantly trying to, you know, people please, or, or, you know, that can speak all of the blueprints, they're in heaven. They can really be a good compatible pairing. So what are challenging compat compatibility within the blueprints? So an energetic and a sexual sexuals, they want certainty. They want to know that they're going to get it. And they want to, they, they want to know before any sexual play starts that we're going to, that we're getting to the penetration. We're going to get to intercourse. I, they want to know with certainty that they will have sex, that they'll get off, that they'll have an orgasm. You'll have one that the energetic is like probably blown out of the water by all of that. Can't feel their turn on maybe pretends um, for the sake of the sexual, but is just constantly overrunning their boundaries. So kind of pulling away and the sexuals, you know, it's just this, this endless cycle, sexual and energetic, sensual and sexual again. So here's the, the energetic and sensual are very indirect. They, 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 you know, if you think of like an energy bubble and you've got two people in it, um, if one person's going towards the bubble that, I mean, they're, they're, 
the energetics constantly trying to to keep this equilibrium, you know, of space. So it's like, and the the sexual is just like, you know, wanting to <laughs> attack. So, and and the sensual kind of likes that, but they necessarily don't always want to to have penetration. They're okay with some sexual play and touch massage. Um, you know, all full body stimulation, they, they, they don't need, so the, the sexual who wants to just go for the genital is, and, and is very direct is very oppositional to the energetic and sensual who are very indirect around this, the, the genitals and penetration. Um, again, the energetic and energetic, uh, blueprints. Again, if neither of them initiates, um, they just like to feel each other's energy. It's perfectly okay. But oftentimes one of them does want more of a sexual connection. So that can be difficult when the other one's just, you know, floating away and, and, not floating away, but but just isn't wanting to connect on a physical level. That can be a problem. Um, then if you have a shapeshifter shadow, shapeshifter shadow means that they have the sh shadows of all the blueprints. So they're constantly in their head. They're judging the other blueprints. They're, you know, they, they're just... It, they're almost like closed off, shut down. And so any other blueprint, it's just, they, when they're in the shadow, they, they, it's like they know the language, but they can't reach their turn on because they're, they're just, they've got all the shadows and it's just kind of really locking them up. So that shapeshifter shadow and any of the blueprints can be problematic. Now, what, okay, so something else that can affect compatibility is your secondary blueprint. Everybody has a primary, and then we have a second, so you can, you can stack the blueprints accordingly. And so if you're an energetic primary, but you have a sexual secondary, then you and a sexual probably have a, uh, you, you, that would be an okay pairing. It wouldn't be as different you can connect. Um, what if you're an energetic and kink is your secondary, but what if you're sexual you have a sexual partner and they're very judgy about the kink? Then that could be a challenge getting on the same page. So the important thing to remember is and I'm going to tie this back in for a moment to the five love languages. Just like with the five love languages, you tend to give what your language is in your uh, erotic blueprint, in your erotic wiring, you're going to give from your erotic wiring. So you often think, why is what I'm doing not working? <laughs> yeah. Why are they not responding? That is probably a huge telltale sign that they have a different blueprint. If, if, if you're initiating 
or you're being playful or, or teasing or, or whatever, some sort of sexual play, and they're not responding, they either have, they're either heavily into the shadow side or you, you're not speaking their language. They're, you're not speaking. So what do you do about that? <laughs> and I want to jump, I want to insert one more thing before we, we get to what do you do about this? Um, not only may somebody be in an opposite blueprint of you, of what yours is, they could be in a completely different sexuality state or stage. There are five stages of sexuality. So resting, healing, curious, adventurous, and transformational are the five states or stages. If you could both be sexual, but if you're a sexual who's resting versus a sexual who's adventurous, that may cause some from some friction or some conflict. Okay, so why might somebody be in a different state? Um, I think we talked about this in the the first episode. So basically, um, if if you're in the resting stage, maybe you just had surgery, maybe you um, had a job change, maybe, um, you know, there's been a death in the family. May, you know what I mean? Maybe you've had a baby. Um, things can, can kick you into a different stage. And we're, the good thing is the stages aren't static. They're, you're you're going to change and, and move in and out of these states throughout your life. But it's always good to acknowledge, you know, oh, my gosh, my partner just lost their job. You know, they may not be hot and ready to get in the sack. They're, you know, maybe having an identity crisis or, or you know, worried about money or worried about, you know, their their confidence. And again, all of that can show up in the bedroom and be affected. You know, your erotic wiring is going to show up differently if you're in a different stage or state. So again, the importance of knowing this so that you don't feel like, holy shit, what did I do wrong? There's nothing that you've done wrong. If you just honor where you're at or where your partner's at, you can, one, know that it's not going to be the, that way forever. It will change. You know, using the, the loss of job example, they will get another job, right? Things will balance out. It always does. So that's important to have the patience and the knowledge and understanding of where you're at, where they're at as life happens. Okay, so... Here's the cool thing. Some people are like, oh, you know, I, people, you know, come to me and, and my clients are, you know, they have these disconnect or it feels like dis disconnection because they don't know maybe what their turn on is or they don't know how to approach their partner in their turn on or their blueprint. So 
why do we attract this? Why do we attract this challenge into our lives? How exciting is it that what if in our blueprint, our erotic wiring, we attract what's missing? Mm. And because it's missing and we attract this in our partner, it forces us to learn the thing that we're not comfortable with, the thing that doesn't come easy to us, it forces us to expand who we are. We're actually all of it. We chose to limit ourselves, right? So we bring this partner in that is a challenge to our erotic wiring and we don't know what the fuck to do. That's I mean, when I talk to my clients, I'm like, oh, I'm so excited, you know, when they tell me, you know, what's what's wrong and what's how, how it feels. And I'm like, I'm so excited for you because you manifested this for a purpose and a reason. And it's always to expand more into who you are. So just so, to clarify, yes. just I'll be the the audience, like reflect what they're thinking maybe. So just to clarify, so – you know, you were just talking about like, so these pair, these these blueprints go well together, but then these blueprints, like they're going to have problems. So just to clarify, what you're saying now is like, but that doesn't mean like doom or it doesn't mean like the relationship won't work or it doesn't mean that you'll never have good sex. It means that there's stuff to learn and there's things to work with. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yes. So let's say, let's say you're an energetic and you have a sexual secondary. Let's say you attract a partner who's kinky and has a sensual secondary. So what this does for the energetic sexual is it pushes them to expand into sensual and into kinky. It pushes them to learn new skills to have patience and compassion. It actually, the ultimate goal is to be able to, to speak all the languages, right? Just like in the five love languages, if you can speak all the five love languages, even though it's not your primary, you can express love and make sure anybody in your life feels loved, right? Yeah. Same thing with erotic wiring. It forces you to to expand, to learn new skills. I mean, we're always learning, right? So, so it's, um, it's, it's not shift the perspective from it being a challenge or an obstacle to being an opportunity for expansion, for growth. Mm. We're, we're spiritually growing, we're sexually growing. Mm. Honestly, it's the same energy. And it's interesting too because because orgasmic energy is yeah. Well, I was gonna say it's interesting too because you know when you speak of the five love languages, right? It's like, well, that's even a touchy ish, touchy um, sub subject and area as well because people are very sensitive about the ways that they show love. But I feel like you know, for example, let's take something that's not so touchy where it's like you know, you are in a work situation, right? And like someone who sits next to you is really triggering you. And it's like, 
it's a little bit easier there to be like, okay, I attracted, you know, this person does have some good skills. They just really bother me. And I guess they're showing me a place where I need to grow. So, you know, like, okay, I can, I can see the larger perspective. But then when it comes to sexuality, it's almost like <clears throat> it's such a sensitive topic already. And there's like a very distinct way that you know sexuality that it, it's so easy to like judge other sexualities as like, well, it goes back to the loving thing, the love language. It's like, well, you're not loving me right. Like this is right. how you love right, you know? Right. <clears throat> so it, it's very interesting to think of it that way because I think it's just – as you're saying, it's a huge opportunity for growth because it's such an area where we judge so much and mm-hmm. we close down so much and look through such a narrow view, I feel like typically, you know? Yes. And, you know, uh, you know, you've got layers of society, um, family, religion, education that, that, that keep us narrowed, that keep it super narrowed and reinforce. This is the right way. This is the only way. Um, you know, I mean, if if he doesn't get hard, let's give him a blue pill mm, yeah. or let's check his blood pressure or, you know, let's uh, – <laughs> what if he's an energetic and he doesn't want you to go for his dick the very first thing? Yeah. He, he needs you – I mean, okay, so we're going to talk about everything – how you can play in the different blueprints. But before we do that – I just want to reinforce nobody's broken. Nobody's wrong for doing what they've been doing up until now. We, none of us were taught this. So we're going to give us, we're all going to give ourselves a break, you know, take a deep breath and know that we chose this for a reason. And you all have fucking manifested me into your lives through this podcast However you're finding me, however you find whatever leads you along your path for a reason. So use this as an opportunity to explore new realms of possibility. And you just have to be willing to give each other time to learn new skills. Patience, Mm -hmm. encouragement, those go really far. That's the other thing. It's like, sorry, even after you. Yes, I love it. Bring it up. That's the other thing. It's like we've been taught in our society. I I know this is a big pattern for me. It's like, well, if you don't, if you mess up with someone one time, if you're not good enough that one time, then they'll leave you. Like it's the abandonment thing. Like if I'm not good enough, if I don't do it right they're going to leave. And especially in like sexual like hookup, like dating relationships, I feel like, you know, like if I make a misstep, one misstep, like or if I'm not a good kisser, like I just remember that from being younger, like literally when I first started like interacting with boys, it's like, oh my God, if you're not a good kisser, like so it's just – it's like what you're saying about actually giving – having patience and giving each other time. It's like, I feel like, especially in this area, it's almost everyone's too set. Everyone's so sensitive. Like they don't want to give anyone time because it's like, I got to do it right. And you got to do it right. And we got to do it right the first time. Because if we don't, then there's a huge problem here and somebody's going to leave and, you know. 
Right. Yes, yes, but, yes. Yeah. And, you know, and, and frustration and resentment build. It, I actually had a, a thought as you were talking about that. And we don't have to do this. We don't have to do anything, actually. Um, yeah. My Wi-Fi just literally, I don't know, it's never done that before. It just turned off. But I love it. <laughs> okay, so you're like, we don't have to do anything, actually. Okay, so I had a thought. As you were talking, I'm like, oh my God, what I would love to do in this moment, mm-hmm. and we don't have to, is why don't we process feeling abandoned? Feeling like if I, if I... I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to lose. They're going to leave if I do the wrong thing. I only have one shot. Um, whatever it is. What do you think? Sorry. I think I was already processing. I think that's. <laughs> yes, exactly. I, I love think, that yawn. Yeah, I think that's great. Let's do it. Okay. So for everybody listening, what we're going to do, this is what I do with my clients. This is a, the, there's no right or wrong way to do anything, to process any emotion. There are 7 billion plus ways to process any emotion because each of us can come up with our own process. With that being said, I came upon, this was gosh, eight years ago that I found a process and then I took that process, actually I combined a couple different processes um, and then shifted it along the way. And this is kind of what I use with my clients. It's not the only thing I use, but it's, it's what I start out with. It's what I started with. And anytime I have an emotion, I ask myself if I want to keep it or let it go. Because I can keep any, you could keep feeling abandoned for as long as you want. It's an amazing emotion, an amazing experience. It's given you so many amazing experiences. From my perspective, and it's only my perspective, when you can acknowledge how you feel, I feel like it no longer serves you. If you're still kind of stuck in the pattern and you can't see that it's a pattern, then I feel like it still serves you. If you can't see what, what it is, you can't identify it, then don't, don't worry about it. Once you do that, that means it's, it's served you long enough and you're just ready. So since we've acknowledged this feeling of abandonment for doing the wrong thing, there's, there's, there's no do-overs, whatever it is. Um, so let's get started. And I love it. You guys, if you watch the video later, if you can't, Alexa is literally yawning nonstop. Yawning like crazy, yeah. And most of you probably know yawning is a sign of release and letting go and processing. So, yeah, actually, like I kept holding in a yawn like earlier and I knew it was actually I and I was doing it because I didn't want to be impolite, but I knew that it was coming up because of what we were talking about. So I'm happy that we're in a place now where I can yawn openly. (laughs) Yes, I love it. Okay, so. Okay, so. Let's follow along with uh, this process. Um, so, Alexa, yes. what 
what is, what's the emotion that you want to, let's identify it. What's the emotion you want to process? Um, yeah, like, yeah, fear of abandonment. Fear of abandonment. Awesome. Okay. So you can keep your eyes open or closed, whatever feels comfortable to you. And as I say the words and as you feel them in your body, I want you to notice where this energy sits. Fear of abandonment. It's in my, it's like in my heart and my solar plexus. So this fear of abandonment is in the heart and the solar plexus. I want you to imagine an orb in your heart area and your solar plexus. And I want you to imagine that you pull this orb out of your body and mentally put it in front of you so we can have a conversation with it. I want you to give this orb a color. What color is it? Green. Is it a light green, a dark green, like a an emerald green? You know, it's kind of like the green from like Wicked. It's like, like Wicked Ooh, Witch green. This, Ooh, Wicked envy. green. Yeah, it's like Envy green. Well, what, what did you say? You said it's like green, like green em with Emerald envy. green? Envy. Envy. Can you hear me? Envy. <laughs> Oh, envy, envy like green. green with envy, like that, when I imagine <laughs> yes. that color, yeah. <laughs> okay, I love it. Okay, so this green, this envy green orb, I want you to imagine the words fear of abandonment written on the outside. They can be written in your own handwriting. They can be typewriter written on there. They can be graffiti. They can be chalk on a chalkboard written. They can be block letters. It can look any way it wants. How does it look to you? Mm, like a little kid wrote it. But like, <laughs> yeah, I guess like with chalk, kind of that look. Oh, I love that. So it looks like a little kid wrote it in chalk. Uh -huh. Great yawn. <sighs> Thank you. So now I want you, I want you to say aloud, fear of abandonment, you are welcome here. Fear of abandonment, you are welcome here. Good. Okay, now I want you to ask the orb to grow as big as it wants to get. It can get as double in size, get as big as your body, as big as the room, the, the building, the block, the city, country, globe, the universe if it wants, however big it wants. How big did it get? Hmm. It feels as big as my apartment. So apartment size, awesome. Mm -hmm. So what I want you to do next is we're gonna, I want you to imagine 
all the memories, all the experiences of fear of abandonment that you have manifested in this lifetime. It could, and I want, and it can, I want you to imagine that it shows up within the globe, within the orb. And I want you to imagine it, it could look like snapshots. It could look like one snapshot. It could look like a film strip. It could look like tiny little TVs with, with different pictures, different memories showing up. It could just be kind of colors or feelings, whatever it wants. How does it show up to you? Mm, I just am thinking back on a lot of times um, around the time that I was like, you know, at that age where I was like experimenting with boys and um, mm -hmm. like even pretty innocently, you know, like first kiss and stuff like that. And kind of going back to what I said before, it's just that fear that um, just just memories. I was, I was thinking about one of these today actually. <laughs> my uh, Okay. Anyway, my first real kiss was – just like one of those experiences where it was, just, it was so it was like embarrassing because it wasn't. I liked this kid who it was like I was friend with I was friends with him, but we had this kind of like love hate thing going on. I don't even know what was going on. And anyway, we liked each other, but like he didn't really want to admit it, even though we were friends. Whatever. Someone dared him to kiss me. He did. And then like the second he did, he pulled away and because we were in front of people and was like, oh, like, he, said, he said I had bad breath, you guys. Um, <laughs> and the thing was that like I knew in the moment, I was like, that's not even true. Like I knew that like he was he was a really overdramatic kid. And he was just being uh -huh. really dramatic and he wanted everyone to know that, like, he didn't really enjoy that. And, like, he didn't – you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, yes. But it was just one of these examples I can remember where it was, like, I didn't do it right and so now this is done. Or, like, I didn't do it right so now this person's like, going to bounce. You know what I mean? Um, so that's, like, kind of the strongest yeah. thing that came up. Yeah. And others, but that was the main thing. Okay, so I want you to imagine when I say fear of abandonment, what's the earliest age that pops to mind? What, what number pops to mind oh. that you first manifest? Yeah, like four, maybe three. Okay. Yeah. I was – Three, four? Yeah, yeah. three or four because I was um, – yeah, there was definitely, like, abandonment stuff going on then because, like, my mom was in the hospital for a little while around that age. So she was – she she left from my perspective. She left, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and then my dad was struggling, I think, a little bit just to kind of, like, be, keep it together. Like, you know, it's hard for him. And um, I've talked about in this podcast, I think, that I really felt um, – obligated I, I it's not like I consciously have a, like a very vivid memory or anything but it's like this feeling that I have because I still have a sort of relationship with him like this where it's like I just felt really responsible for his feelings back then even when I was so little and just mm -hmm. didn't want 
anything to happen to him because he was, you know, my caretaker and the only one that I had left. And then there's a huge pattern of it for the rest of my life because then after that, once my mom was better and, you know, everything was kind of back to normal, my parents hired a new au pair every single year uh, for seven years from the age I was six to 13 to come and live with us from a different country, each one a different country, and, um, and you know, to live with us for one year. And then as soon as I would get adjusted to one, they would leave. And then the next one would come and I would cry and miss them so much and the new one would come and then I would hate them for being the new one and then it would take me so long to warm up to them and then the second I warmed up to them, they would leave and like a month later, you know, so it was just this pattern of like letting my guard down and then this person leaving. So yeah, I think abandonment has been big for me. Wow. I love all of that. Look how powerful you are. From the age of three, if not even earlier, you unconsciously were sending out this vibration of abandonment. And you, you, you manifested it. Not only, I mean, a couple of times, but like year after year after year <laughs> after year. How amazing is that? I mean, you didn't have to do anything and it showed up in your life. People were bringing it to you left and right. Your mom was bringing it to you. Your dad was bringing it to you. These through these au pairs. I mean, you were you were bringing that shit to you left and right all the time, over and over and over and over and over again. So if you can be that powerful unconsciously, I mean, how fucking amazing is your life from here on out gonna be? as you consciously shift this energy and send out what you do want to that that's unless you want to keep it because you you've done amazing with it you can keep manifesting this over and over again but we're here now processing it because you do want to shift it so i want you to now ask this orb is it still this envy green orb that's got little kid writing in chalk, fear of abandonment. No, it's like yellow. Okay. Um, I want you to ask this yellow orb if it's ready for the next thing. <laughs> it's like a been ready for a while. <laughs> yes, I love it. And that's what happens. Our emotions start coming at, I mean, coming at us so much that we, we can't ignore them anymore. And it's only because it's time for the balance. It's time for something new to manifest because you've done, you've done it. You've done abandonment so many different ways to, to Sunday that it's, it's not even funny. And it's, just, it's like it's like having eggs like seven different ways is like I've had a abandonment served to me a hundred different yes. styles. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. Okay. So let's do the next thing. I want you to focus on your heart center, and I want you to imagine that you're going to open it, and it can look like a door opening, lifting. Um, it can look like a window being, you know, opened, a sash lifted, whatever it looks like. 
Imagine that your heart center is open. And I want you to imagine that source love energy is coming out of your heart center and it's going to this yellow orb. What does this love energy look like? What color is it? It's like uh, orange pink, pink orange. Pink orange. So I want you to send this pink, pink orange love energy, source energy into this yellow orb until the entire orb of fear of abandonment is entirely filled up 100% with pink orange love energy, source energy. Also, the orb shrunk. I forgot to tell you that. Aw. It's like good. basketball size. Nice. So it shrunk from being apartment size to basketball sized. Yeah. Cool. Thank you for letting me know. Yeah. Okay. It's done. So keep sending that pink orange. Yes, it's done. Okay. Yeah. So now we've got this this pink orange love energy orb. I want you to decide what, what, what do you want to send out now? What is it you want to manifest? If it, if you don't want to manifest fear of abandonment or abandonment any longer, what is it that you do want to send out and have come back to you? Um, trust, self-sufficiency, yes. mm -hmm. um, inner peace, mm -hmm. um, radiance, mm-hmm. And yeah, I get again, I'm losing like the word. It's like a word, but it's okay. Essentially, it's just like trust and confidence in one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Then I'll just write confidence to add that to it. Cool. Okay. I want you to imagine on this pink orange orb of love, source love energy. I want you to imagine that the words trust self-sufficiency, inner peace, radiance, and confidence is written on the outside of that. Okay. And how do they look written on the outside? They're in like white glowing letters. Mm, I love that. White glowing letters. Okay. Now I want you to, you can do whatever you want with this. You can bring it back into your heart center you can send it out to the universe. You can do a little of both where some comes in and some goes, goes out. Whatever feels good. Can we like boomerang it? Yes. I love it. I love it. Yes. Okay. So boomerang that shit all the way out to the universe. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to like compact the, the orb into a boomerang. Yes. And then oh, good. You're going to style it. Yes. And then it's going to come Did back here. Yes. Okay, so your job, when you're ready, you can open your eyes. That's bright. Mm. That was awesome. Your job is to notice 
when you feel trust, confidence, self-sufficiency, inner peace, radiance. And oftentimes, because the universe is going to send this shit quick, that trust may be little. It might be like the dog walking with its owner shows you some trust or some radiance as you, re- you know, it, it could come from a, you know, a, a sunrise or, su- you know, it can, so notice the little ones and it'll start coming back in even bigger ways as you, as you notice it, send it right back out. And what this does is the focus now, and, and it's, I, and this is also for those tuning in, it's okay if abandonment keeps showing up. That's totally fine. Totally fine. Because there's nothing wrong or bad with any of these. They're just vibrations. It's okay to notice that. And then, and then again, you process it, send out what you do want. And it's, so what the focus ends up being is you're constantly noticing that you want to, that, that you're receiving trust, you're receiving inner peace, radiance, confidence, self-sufficiency, and sending it right back out. And if something shows up that you don't want, great, you just shifted to what, and you're, so you're constantly, constantly, consciously sending out what you do want and noticing as it comes in. And that noticing is sending it right back out. Love it. Full flow. Yeah. In, out, in, out. Well, first of all, thank you for that because I feel like that was time to do that. And I just yawned like enough for a lifetime. And I feel I feel clearer in my like ch- – actually, I might yawn some more, but it's okay. <laughs> I love it. Please um, do. Yeah. Please do. Never hold in those yawns. Um, <laughs> you have so- my permission to yawn as much as you want. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> So thank you for that. And yeah, and if you listen to that, you know, at home or wherever you are, um, yeah, let us know if you like tried that process and how it worked for you. Because yeah, you've used this with me a couple times and it's always been really, really beautiful, like really interesting what happens. And it's really cool to just visualize your emotions. Like it's really cool to let your imagination play with them too and really like sense what's there. And I remember the first time we did this exercise, I was like, it it was like harder for me. It was so much harder for me than now. I'm just like, oh yeah, this is happening and this is happening, you know. And it's great because, um, I mean, that's what creative energy is, right? Isn't it? It's sexual energy essentially. So yes, yes. Yeah. So and that's what spiritual energy is. Yes, yes. It's all connected, baby. It's all connected. Jody, that's thank right. you. Thank you so much for just being a part of this and just making this seriously like the most special month I think we've had. Like you – I mean we've – all of our guest experts have been incredible. Um, Shout out to Leela and Colleen. We love you guys. But I really feel like, you know, this kind of solidified that what we're doing here with these months monthly subjects and kind of deep dives is just so important. And yes. and I just want to thank you too because something that I I love about you and we've kind of said it before, I just want to highlight it again is like you have such a you have such a joy about you about what you do and just about and just how you talk about the subject that brings so many people so much discomfort. You like make it feel like – you make it feel fun. You make it feel light. You make it feel like 
we're kids and we're all just playing and everything's just innocent and it's great and it's all fun. And it's so you're, it's so important. And I remember actually, it's funny because, you know, we channel Ambi channels her Arcturian guide named John. And I remember right when you and I first met and I was about to start coaching with you, I asked because sometimes we'll just channel and be like, just ask about things going on in our lives. And I was like, so what's like, what should I know about this that I'm about to do with, you know, Jody? And he was like, he this huge smile came over his face and he was like, and I thought he was gonna say something else. He goes, This feels really fun. <laughs> He's like, This feels super fun. You should have fun. And I remember thinking, I'm like, fun. Like, cause I thought I was taking it kind of seriously. I was like, well this is an area of my life I need to like really, you know, fix or, you know, I was kind of thinking of it in that way. I was like, why? What's with the fun, you know? And it's it's so funny because this whole episode, all I could think of was him saying, this is going to be so fun. And I'm like, that's why he said that because he was like feeling you and you are just fun. So thank you for being fun about this. You're really doing such amazing work in the world and we feel honored to have you on this podcast. So, Oh my gosh. You know what? So anybody listening, I've never heard that before from Alexa. So it's, I, I love that. I love, actually, um, I was at a, a workshop a year ago. Oh, this is when I, the, the workshop that I was at that I first heard about Brandon Beecham yeah. and Positive Head, at that workshop, there was another speaker who, um, who said, what are your values? And one of my top values I decided was fun, was just I just want it to be fun. I want to have fun. I want to, yeah. to be fun, whatever. And, and your yeah. podcast is named Honest but Effing Fun. I just realized Yes. <laughs> this is going to be fun. <laughs> it was so cute. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That just – that totally made my day. I love oh, it. That's oh, awesome. cool. That's awesome. So um, thank you. Um, I just wanted to remind the listeners – that if you that I'm offering every week, I've been offering 10 free sessions with me. So 10 people get one session free. Um, <laughs> just to clarify. Yeah. And, <laughs> and if you if you are interested um, in taking advantage of that, um, you can email me at Jody Newell Transform at gmail.com, J-O-D-I-E-N-E-W-E-L-L. T-R-A-N-S-F-O-R-M at gmail.com. I know they put that in the show notes, um, but just contact me. And then in the subject line, just write Inner Bloom Podcast. You guys have been fabulous, so I know exactly who you are. So that makes it super easy. Um, and I think that's it. Yeah. Oh, if you want to connect um, uh, or listen to my podcast as well. Yeah. Um, you can you can easily find that um, and connect with me too um, in my uh, podcast or Facebook group, uh, Honest Effing Fun. It's a closed group, so um, I I like to keep a good container, so not everybody can be. I I just I'm very selective to make sure that everybody's there. You know that wants to participate. And Exclusive is safe. podcast. I love yeah. that. That's like a new concept. Honestly, I love the way you're doing your podcast because it's actually like unique. Truly, it is. Oh, you. And like you, you, it's you're right. Like it's in a container. I didn't even think of it like that. That's cool. 
I mean, anybody can listen, but I do it live within the group and, yeah. and any conversations we have in the group, it's all, yeah, contained. Yes. and Love it. Love it. Yeah, we'll put um, – I know it's private. Uh, I don't know if we can link it if it's private. You might just have to search for it. So yeah, you'll well, maybe we'll type it in the. Search. Actually, actually, it's not private. It's just closed. Oh, okay. So we can link so it. You should. Yeah, you should. Yeah. Yeah, we can link it in the show notes. So yeah, you'll just have to request to join. But Jody right. can prove you. Yeah, it's simple. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Well, Jody, thanks Thank so you. much, and um, yeah, and stay tuned because I don't think you'll be seeing or hearing the last of us and Jody. Um, but that's for another day. We'll we'll definitely have something something more more uh, something more in the works, hopefully, um, that we've we've chatted about a little bit. So stay tuned for that, and um, thank you for you know tuning in and supporting this this particular month so much. We had no idea this month was going to be such a big hit. And again, I attribute it hugely to you, Jody. Um, but, but, you know, thank you guys for being so excited about this. We have something else coming up for next month. Stay tuned. And we love you so much. We love uh, you love so you much. guys too. Thanks, Alexa. And Ambi sending you some healing love energy that you're taking care of. Thank you, Ambi, for taking care of yourself. Mm. Amen. Thank you, Ambi, for taking care of yourself. I'm really so happy that she allowed herself to rest. She needed it. So yeah, absolutely. Keep on blooming, everyone. Bye. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would give us a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. If you'd like to get in touch for a reading with Ambi, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, we would love to hear from each and every one of you. And you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast. Until next time, remember, open your heart to the seeds of love and light and bloom from within.